It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we've got to get into the news around the NBA looking to return before Christmas. Discussing that December 22nd return date and also how all teams will be returning with Michael Jordan on their jersey, of course. Getting into the details around Nike's announcement and then also the new changes across the NBA. All those details right here as you're listening to another edition of Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and am excited to have the chance to talk to you about some news that we have been hearing. So originally the next season for the NBA was proposed to start in January. Originally they were hoping to have it start, of course, um, very optimistically before the new year. And then it was pushed back to January. Well, news came out that has been reversed. It looks like the season as of now, the goal is to start in December. So before we fully get into that, I just want to actually discuss some other news that I heard in terms of how teams are going to be returning and all 30 teams, not just the Charlotte Hornets anymore, will be rocking. Instead of the Nike swoosh, Nike is now has announced that they will now be adding statement jerseys for all the teams. Michael Jordan will be featured on each statement jersey with the Jumpman logo. So no longer will you have the Nike swoosh. It will now be the Jumpman logo. So every single team will now rock Jordan brand. Before it was just the Charlotte Hornets, excuse me. As we know, that is the team that Jordan is an owner with. Um, of course, he's played with teams like the Wizards and, of course, the Bulls. But not every team gets to rock a little bit of the Jordan brand. Huh. That's interesting. Very interesting. Um, I, I'm not even sure how, how to wrap my head around this. I know it's not it's not something to lose sleep over or that's overly exciting either way. But I do think, you know, Jordan right now has been doing a lot, you know, in, in terms of how active he's been. We saw from the last dance to now, we've been seeing him get involved in so many different areas. He's come out and announced that he will be joining Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin to field a single car NASCAR team in the 2021 season, getting involved in NASCAR to bring some more diversity, to attract more uh Diversity, I should say, and not only the, the racers, but also the fans to really be able to expand and grow NASCAR, which is obviously huge after what we saw with NASCAR, with the alleged noose that was not a noose that was hanging in Bubba Wallace's garage. It's, you know, NASCAR has openly been one of the sports that has struggled and been behind in terms of diversity. Well, Jordan is planning on making an, impa- an impact and changing that and getting involved in NASCAR. I mean, I... He's been someone that is notoriously 
quiet and not as involved. I mean, we see him behind the scenes doing a lot in terms of being an owner with the Hornets and obviously with Nike and all his different endorsements and charities. Well, now he would become the first black majority owner of a full-time racing team in, in the NASCAR series since Wendell Scott. I mean, he's now looking to make some more history and get involved in some more aspects of sports. So it seems to me, honestly, since we've seen the last dance come out that Jordan has picked up steam. He he's back. And he even was saying like, it would have been difficult for him to play in a social media era. He would not have survived. And I say that because he's someone that we have always seen be more, although he's never been quiet. When I say quiet, I don't mean in his temperament because that was not MJ, but I mean, in the sense that you don't see him as active on social media or out in the public or out in the, in the news and the tabloids. He's kind of seems like he's just, he just lays low. Well, now he's being more active. I mean, getting involved in NASCAR is huge. And I, you know, definitely think that's incredible for him to be able to help diversify NASCAR and getting involved and for being able to help bring some more notoriety and different types of fans to NASCAR, which has been so needed. And then in the NBA to have the Jumpman's logo on every single jersey. Can we just process that? For a minute, I mean, the fact that Michael Jordan, I what I like about it is we're celebrating Michael Jordan while he's still alive. And I think that's something that a lot of us have not started to realize just the importance and the value of the superstars over the years across sports. Um, unfortunately, until the passing of Kobe Bryant, you know, it seems like that was when we finally started to take that moment back of you may not love a player. They might not be your favorite player. You might, you might not rock their jersey or cheer for them. But you gotta, you have to appreciate talent, especially when you're watching greatness and players like Kobe, MJ, LeBron, players that are, you know, one of a kind that you don't see every day. You know, those superstars, those superhumans, I should say, of players that are just on a whole other level, like Jordan. So I do appreciate the fact that the only thing we have normally seen from Jordan is are the crying memes and, and everything like that. That's about it. But think about what we've seen from Jordan this past, you know, this year as a whole in 2020, 2020 has been the year that MJ has been making a bold return and in a new way, you know, and being that he has been finding ways to get his name out there to get involved. That's something that people have always criticized him on. I know I have at times, I mean, he does, he's always working behind the scenes and doing, you know, philanthropy and different types of humanitarian work and nonprofit work. But I, I just always felt like Jordan could do more. I mean, what does that matter that I'm saying that? I mean, who am I to say that Jordan should be doing more for the world when he's already changed the world in so many ways? But using his power to help get involved, like we see players like LeBron do, that's something that always stood out to me. Certain players are more vocal, are more... Um, active and speaking up on policies and topics and issues they might get slammed for it but Jordan was never has, has not been that if it doesn't apply to him directly you don't see him speak up on these things on on if, issues like social justice and everything so I think this is the year we've actually been seeing a breakout from Jordan you know we've seen we're seeing him get more involved and uh, I like the, I I like the fact that we're finally getting to see Jordan Michael Jordan be someone that's helping others selflessly in that sense you know being a part of nascar is huge the jumpman logo is interesting I, I still don't really know what to make of it but i think it says a lot about the fact that mj 
is the player that really the what you know the first player that really changed the league. You think about the most influential basketball players over the years. It started with Jordan, you know, and, and I know I people have said it many, many times. You, know, you don't have a, someone like Kobe without Jordan. You don't have someone like LeBron James. You know, he really influenced and changed the game in so many different ways. So I think it's honestly for the fact that it's he's alive and we're appreciating him. And of course, it's a Nike deal. So it's more than just showing gratitude to MJ. There's business behind it, of course. But I, I kind of like it. You know, why not? He's he's one of the greatest players in all sports, not even just basketball. He's one of the greatest athletes to ever come through sports. Why not take this time to recognize him? So every team will be wearing this, a statement jersey. It's not on all their jerseys, one of their jerseys, because you know they have home and away, they have alternatives. Every team will now have a statement jersey, similar to what we saw with the Lakers with the Black Mamba jerseys in honor and memory of uh, Gigi and Kobe. Every team is now going to wear a statement jersey that is um, – rocking the Jumpman logo and, and featuring MJ on it. So, hey, we need to start appreciating appreciating people while they're alive and appreciating people while we can show them and thank them and helping the Jordan brand and Nike being a part of everybody's jersey. Hey, I kind of, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all, actually. I don't mind it at all. So coming up, we've got to get into some more that's going on because as the league is preparing to restart, We've been hearing different discussions on when it will restart. Well, now it seems like they're aiming to get back before Christmas. We've got to get into it right here on Locked on Wizards. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door, sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle choose the best brands and prices you prefer so best of all prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts i don't think it makes sense i'm a bargain shopper i'm all for saving you should be too so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizards sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, 
alternate routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards. Now, we've had a chance to talk around the jerseys that teams will be rocking as they return back to the floor for the 2020-2021 season, since it looks like we're now tentatively starting in 2020. Definitely let me know your thoughts on the Jumpman logo. It's a small thing that goes a long way. You know, with every single team, all 30 teams representing MJ on their jerseys with the Jumpman logo in place of the Nike swoosh, Nike did announce that that's the plan moving forward to have one specific jersey for each team that features MJ. Huh. Let me know your thoughts on it. Again, like I said before, I kind of like it. I, I like the idea of honoring somebody while they're alive, appreciating them while they're still here instead of waiting until they unfortunately pass away or something serious, tragic happens. Uh, so I'm all for it. But in terms of the league itself, now, originally, the goal was when the season was pushed back around the restart to have the NBA start, you know, December. And then from there it was pushed to January and Adam Silver was saying the hope was to have the league start in January so that teams can play in their home arenas, have fans and they can return back the right way. Well, the news has broken that the NBA is now looking to start before Christmas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. The first is the fact that this is a business move. You just finished the playoffs. And there was always a discussion when they were tentatively saying, tentatively saying to have the season start in December, that this would be a very close turnaround. But we all know how big Christmas games are for basketball. And that's something that I know myself and, and my, you know, those that I'm, I watch games with my friends, my family, something that we realized. And I know I realized as the season was ending, as the playoffs were coming down, you know, to coming to a close, it was exciting celebrating, you know, a championship, celebrating the Lakers championship. But then it was also that moment of realizing, wait a minute, we might not have any NBA games to watch until January. Usually in October, we're getting started with preseason. We're getting started with workouts. Teams are, you know, they're back on the floor. We're seeing them kind of in that preseason mode. And now in October, we had the season coming to an end and we were not going to see basketball again until January. That was terrifying. Do not get me wrong. And I know personally, Christmas games are are like, a, it's a family tradition at this point. You know, we we're older, we're not, sitting around the tree unwrapping gifts all day you get up you you know the my nephew opens his gifts and we hang out and kind of just relax until the games come on you know and then we have a nice Christmas dinner we watch the games that's part of the the Christmas holiday and tradition so it definitely was weird thinking about not having basketball games to watch around Christmas but also COVID 
keeps it in perspective because of the fact that it doesn't make sense to have these players come back so quickly. Does it make sense to have them, especially you're talking about not bubbling for next season, being able to have them return back in their markets in front of fans. And on top of that, the closeness of turning around right after the season just finished in October, we've been seeing a number of injuries. We just saw OBJ for, um, his awful injury where he's out with an ACL. I mean, across sports, we've been seeing a lot of injuries and football to me has been the worst because of the fact they haven't been able to have a normal return to play in preseason and seeing, you know, OBJ tear his ACL, seeing players going down each week, each game, there's someone that's getting carted off. It feels like because a big part of that, although some of them are contact, a big part of that is just not being ready, being rushed. And that's a very quick turnaround for the NBA. That's a fear. So I, you know, I know from a business side, with the amount of people that tune into to the games, especially on Christmas Day, that'd be incredible to have uh, the ability to bring back the season before Christmas. And right now, you know, the NBA, the, the reports are, are saying the goal is to have them start on December 22nd. So that's like exactly two months from now. That's fast. And we haven't had a draft yet. We haven't had preseason yet. We haven't had free agency period. Think about all that happens between seasons. Normally we have this summer league. We have the draft. We have preseason. We have teams working out. We haven't had any of that. And teams that just left the bubble, what feels like yesterday, they need to take this time to recover, to spend time with their family. Usually they go on vacation, they go away. We haven't had any of that. December 22nd is two months away. That is incredibly quick. And so from a business side, again, I understand. But originally the tentative date was time was mid-January, if not later. You're moving that up over a month. This isn't like a one-week adjustment. You're talking about drastically moving the season to start at least a month sooner on top of already having it delayed and pushed back around the restart around COVID this past year. So you had this season, what the longest season ever, and then you're going to turn around and have a quick turnaround to the next season. <sighs> I don't think that's, I don't think that's ethical in the sense that for the players personally, it makes sense from a business standpoint. If you're talking about having fans or even just TV ratings and everything. Oh yeah, that absolutely makes sense. But what about the players? Do we care about them? I do know that they were, um, the reports were saying the, the end, BA's Players Association would have to agree with this if they do change any sort of aspects of the league that would have to be agreed upon. But um, the fact that even this is even coming out, that that's the, the date, the goal that they're trying to get back is insane. But you know what? There have been some other changes around the league as well. You know, and I, before we fully get into those, I do want to say that even with the fact that the season might start earlier, Think about all the factors that are at play here. So you have, if the season starts sooner, players that recently finished in the playoffs, so the the two teams, the Lakers and Heat specifically, and anybody that was playing late into the postseason, that's a very fast turnaround from being in the bubble, from playing in the championship, from winning a championship to now starting two months later. And then on top of that, teams are still searching for head coaches, Teams are still trying to figure out who they're going to draft and how they're, you know, what their roster is going to look like. You know, whether you were in the bubble or not, everyone is behind. Nobody has had a chance to draft yet, to, to have a preseason yet. So you look at certain teams that are still trying to figure out, you know, the Pacers and the Rockets, for example, who's going to be their head coach. 
you know, it, it, for the teams that just got new coaches, the Sixers, the, the Nets, the Pelicans, the Clippers, you haven't had time to get to know your coach at all. And you're just going to throw all these teams right back into it because of what? Because of a business move, because we all love Christmas basketball. I mean, at some point, you know, you got to think about what makes most sense long-term. And I don't, I don't think it makes sense. I know that the reports came out. Uh, Danny Green was saying that for the Lakers, you know, if this scenario does actually happen, LeBron James would probably skip the start of the season. And I don't blame him. Uh, why would you, why would you start the season on December 22nd? You know, the, the late, the Lakers literally won a championship game on October 12th. You're talking two months later. Yeah. I mean, and I like what Danny Green was saying in an interview um, on the ringer. He was saying December 22nd is not on my mind. I think most guys, if you say they're starting in December, I think they're like, I'm not going to be there because we have a lot of vets in our team. It's not like we have young guys and rookies. We have three or four young guys and rookies. If we're fortunate to bring the same team back, bingo. If you're a veteran and you are, you've been in the finals and, or you were down, you were in the postseason at all, your thoughts not to rush back and jump back in. Think about, let me, let me turn the table here and, and give you perspective. A typical start to a season, when you're starting those early games in October and November, that preseason period, the veterans, the the superstars, the face of the franchise, they're not usually fully playing then anyways. Someone like LeBron or Steph or um, well, Katie and Kyrie, I'm sure will be. I know we've been seeing videos of them working out and everything. Uh, Kawhi, the better players aren't fully even at those early practices and, and fully even back into the swing of things that's more time for the younger guys to get going because they it's it's like a preseason period it's like I remember even in high school and college it was the same thing you know when you think about preseason it's like the younger younger players are kind of showing what they can do the veterans you know what they can do so they're trying to get back in game shape of course and everything but they're not fully at 100 at that time come Christmas that's what makes Christmas games so great because that's usually the first in my opinion and you guys might agree Christmas basketball is the real start of the season. Let's be honest. Anything before that is kind of like preseason. When it gets to the Christmas games, that's the real season. That's when teams are really starting to play. When you fully see guys on the floor, they're starting their best five. They're not doing as much load management. That's the start of the real season. So now if the actual season starts December 22nd, just because they have Christmas games, that doesn't change anything. Players aren't now suddenly going to be fully 100% ready to just jump back in and go it just pushes back their timeline for when they're returning to the floor so either way this season is not starting until january let's be honest they could they could bring back the nba in december for december 22nd but we're not going to see the best players fully playing 100 fully back um in what would be the peak preseason period and they're not going to be fully back until next year anyways so i'll look i get it from a business side but from the players themselves Adam Silver, I don't know. You know, you got to do what's best for the players. And coming into the season, December 22nd versus mid-January, late January, that's a huge difference, huge difference. So as I said, Adam Silver has mentioned that he originally expected the season opener in January at the earliest. But last week, that has changed. Serious talks are all centered around a December 22nd start. Whew! We've got a lot more to get into here because we've got to continue talking about some other changes around the league, aside from just possibly having Christmas games. 
Also some other changes in terms of fans, as well as a shortened season. Oh yeah, getting into that right here on Locked on Wizards. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we've had a chance to talk around the jerseys that teams will be rocking. All 30 teams wearing the Jumpman logo instead of the Nike swoosh. Well, now, as we continue to take a look at the proposed December 22nd start, let's get into more details around how the NBA is looking to potentially change for next season. So Adam Silver, again, has the timeline has been changing that he's been saying in terms of when the season will start. But as of recent, December 22nd is that tentative date. Not only... Was, has there been discussion around moving the start of the season up for next year? There's also been discussion on changing the league. Now, guys, if you listen to my show and you tune in every day, like you should, of course, hopefully you do, you hit that subscribe button, you tune in, you know, we talked about this already. This has already been discussed on the show. We're ahead. We're ahead of the times here. The NBA has to catch up to us here on Locked on Wizards, Wizards family, because we have been discussing how the league can continue to adjust the season to make it more exciting, to make it long-term, bigger picture, more beneficial for the fans and the players as well. Because this is a lot of basketball 86 regular season games, especially coming off of a long year, the longest season ever. You know, you got to do what makes most sense for everyone. So a shortened season has been proposed so that rather than playing a a true 86-game season and maybe like a 72-game season, And then the league will actually shorten the amount of games and having a play-in game for the postseason, some sort of play-in tournament, rather than a typical, um, you know, just eight and eight. So I have no idea the full details around it in terms of like what they think makes most sense. But here's what I think makes most sense. If you're going to have training camp start December 1st, which is the tentative date, the league start December 22nd, somehow have games being played on Christmas. Um, after, mind you, again, last season ended October 11th or 12th, you know, you have to have a shortened season. You can't then turn around and have a full 86 game season and all. No, 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 no. That's too much. So if you have like a 72 game season, which is still not much of a decrease, but it is shorter. I like the idea of having a, a play in tournament. I was talking about that with Akeem Gardner on the show last week. I think it the the seeding games into the playing game for the restart was awesome. You know, watching Memphis and Portland play in the playing game, but also just watching the teams, the Suns, Memphis, Portland, the Spurs, the teams that were right there, the Pelicans, and fighting for a playing game. That was awesome. It gave it gave those teams something to play for. Because my thought process is, if you're a team like I look at the Wizards for example in the East, that's always that's right there. That's a small victory. So maybe you don't fully make the playoffs, but you make a play-in game. 
You know, maybe your goal right now is not as much win a championship as it is, hey, let's get to a play-in game and see if we can win that. It's kind of like when you're a small D1 school in March Madness or small school in March Madness in general. Your goal, you realistically might not be going into March Madness thinking we're going to win it all. I was at an A-10 school. We, my team went to the NCAA tournament three years. Whoop, whoop. And our goal was not, of course, you're going in to win every game you can. But realistically, like, let's just go as far as we can. Let's just win the first game. And if we can go and from there, go, you know, go from there. So when you are those teams that are right there and trying to get over that hurdle, a small victory is literally let's force a play-in game. You know, that's something the Wizards are playing for in the restart. It's a chance to have a play-in game. They fell short of it, but at least gives you something to play towards and work towards. It's not as practical for everybody to be thinking, of course, let me backtrack. Nobody ever goes into a league, a game, a season thinking, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to be 500 this year and we're not going to, we're not going to win the championship. You're not thinking that, but you do know that it's, it's small steps. So for a team, so this is what I'm trying to say, a team like the Wizards, the Knicks, even the Nets, which will, will be in a different category next year, um, teams like the Spurs, the Pelicans, their goal for next year is let's go farther than last year. Let's make it to the playoffs. So if you have a play-in tournament, that's a postseason game in itself. That's something to play towards. That gives those teams that are on the, on the bubble, ironically bubble, a chance to play for more, something to play towards, something to work towards, something practical, something that is more in reach. Plus, that's more basketball for a purpose, like basketball with a purpose, you know, rather than um, some meaningless regular season games that long term mean something, but short term don't feel like it. <laughs> it's better to have more meaningful games. So I am all for having a plan to I think it's a great way to kind of spice up the postseason, bring some more excitement from for fans, for teams, for players to really have something to play towards. I am all for it. And I think it's a tremendous idea. Shorten the season have a play-in tournament. What I, I I actually have been saying, the league, it's time to look at the conferences and redo the playoff format as a whole. But starting with play-in games is a great start. That's a, that's a great first step. So let's say now it's the top nine teams from each conference are in and the eight and nine seed on the East play each other and the eight and nine seed on the West play each other. And they have a chance to see who's going to get that eight seed. Or maybe it's something where... I don't know, this might be too complicated, but seven plays nine and eight plays 10 and or seven plays 10 and eight plays nine is how it'd be. And they have to play for the seven and eight spot. You know, I'm just thinking out loud here, just literally thinking out loud. But I like the idea because we do see, especially on the, well, actually on both sides, when you look at both conferences, there's always one or two teams, especially this past year, that are right there that are good enough to be a playoff team, but just, fell short. So now you give those teams something else to play for. You have on the West, let's say it's Phoenix, uh, Memphis, Portland. And I forget who was, I think the Spurs are the, the next team. Yeah. So it would be Portland would be playing against, excuse me, Dallas would be playing against the Suns. And then Portland would again be playing against Memphis and they'd be playing for a chance to earn that seven and eight spot. And then in the East, we'd have the Nets playing the Hornets and the Magic playing the Wizards. So, you know, I know they talked about it before in the NBA with having, if it was a, depending on how many games back a team was, 
and how close so like their winning percentages to the team above them to have a playing game. But I think, hey, with having so many teams across the league, you know, why not give these guys something else to play for? You're talking about 30 teams. You always have talented teams that just don't make it, that are that are right there, but just miss out. When you look at like this past year, for example, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Spurs, they, you know, that's a playoff, they're playoff caliber teams. So I'm all for it. I like that change. I do not like the idea of starting the league earlier from a selfish standpoint as a fan. Yeah, more basketball to watch, the better. But uh, realistically, as someone that, you know, has played sports and understands the grind and understands physically and mentally, no, absolutely not. You know, I think it's very optimistic, especially since, you know, Adam Silver has been openly saying he's looking at what other leagues are doing and try to emulate it and making sure that they can get not only games back in market, but also with fans. You look at what the NFL is doing with socially distancing fans. They also have large stadiums that can hold way more than an arena can hold. And they're outdoors. So now when you talk about having fans indoors, you know, the capacity is not as high. So because they're indoors, they're probably going to have to have a lower percentage of fans that are available. You know, it's just a lot to work around. But I do think that the more practical idea is to start in January, full strength, with ha- when I say full strength, I mean out of, bu- out of the bubble, and then you do have like 10% of your arena can be filled with fans. And I like what some teams are doing um, across sports, because I see it in the MLS as well, where they have like fans are sitting in their own section. And that's your only, that's your section. You can't cross and go into another section. Like you are stuck in your pod or your section of the arena or stadium for football specifically. So it's possible, but we're going to see what happens. A lot to keep an eye on as we continue to follow what's going on around the new start for next season, as well as how the league's going to come back, the stipulations and protocols, what's going to be done around COVID. And as teams are returning back, rocking their new statement jerseys with Jordan represented, which I I do like that. I do like that. So we've got plenty more to get into here on Locked on Wizards. As I've been saying on social media, if you guys really do pay attention, we're pretty undefeated on this show. A lot that I discuss with our guests, for the most part, has been spot on. At me if I'm wrong. (laughs) At me if I'm wrong. So hit that subscribe button so you can keep up because we are breaking news before it is breaking news run that back. We are breaking news before it's becoming breaking news. Mm-hmm. Right here on Locked on Wizards with me, your host, Renee Washington. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you back on Wednesdays. We've got another guest on the show to discuss more around the team, DC sports, and all the good stuff. Again, breaking news before breaking news. Have a good one, guys. I'll see you next time. Washington out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.